the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices? I don't have to show you any stinking vices! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. We're so welcoming here, aren't we? (laughs) Sorry. If you guys... I know we are so we are we are training a brand new person on the technical staff today, and uh, we're so happy to do it. We're so welcoming, folks. A, 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 a brand new, a brand new addition to the Chris Salcedo show. We we just couldn't be happy. Oh crap! Ah, yeah, yeah. oh, damn it! Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Hey, welcome to it, everybody. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. That's how you get in touch with the Chris Salcedo show. Busy day, as always. There's breaking news right now. It happens to be in the state in which I'm broadcasting um, an active shooter situation going on. So we'll uh, dip into that if some of the, in our flip around, if some of the stations are covering that. Uh, Meantime, let me give you the information and again, touch with the Chris Salcedo Show because we have a lot of other things to talk about today on the international front and also on the domestic front. Uh, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, that's how you... You listen to the program on demand, listening live, blaze.com slash radio, blaze radio smartphone app, the iHeartRadio app, uh, social media. Twitter will be at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas on Facebook, the Chris Salcedo Show, and, and a handy dandy little little button there on the Facebook page. Right there at the tippy top, you want to drop an email the old-fashioned way. We are reachable there by just pushing that button. Did I get it all? No, I didn't. I missed one as I typically shouldn't do. Go to theblaze.com and there is a channels section. This is our particular home on theblaze.com. Make sure you find the Chris Salcedo show and make sure you follow us there. It'll give you um, rundowns daily and on some of the things that we're talking about uh, on the program like this. This is somewhat breaking news. A report is out there now that Bill Shine is out at Fox News Channel. I think this this pretty much confirms everything that we've been saying, folks. There's a there is a house cleaning at Fox News, and I I do not believe for one moment that this is all centered around um, allegations of improper behavior toward toward females. Uh, there, I, I this is something that's been known for. Um, sometime there, there there may be an ideological shift 
coming over at Fox News, where instead of following straight down the line news coverage, there will be a um, uh, a leaning left uh, th- that will mirror the rest of the basket of biased press. Uh, it's a fear that uh, I-, I think is real. I think it's legitimate because there is a not only a ma- a massive market share the Fox News Channel has, or currently has, may not have for much longer, if it's just tuning into MSNBS light, which seems to be the way that a lot of things are going in this country. Have you seen the latest budget? That's not even a budget. What am I talking about? See, I can't, I can't use their terminology. This is not a budget. This is an omnibus spending bill. It resembles nothing of a budget, and it's $1.1 trillion dollars of money we don't have, and priorities that are not yours and mine. Priorities that are not the president's. Priorities that did not get elected in the last election. The minority party is setting the agenda in the United States House of Representatives. Period. When Democrats are in charge, their their agenda gets pushed forward. When Democrats are the minority, their agenda gets pushed forward. Which leads many of us to ask, why the hell do we elect Republicans? And it's fair. To ask that question. Planned Parenthood received an increase. Yes, Planned Parenthood, the butcher shop. No funding for the border. No funding for a barrier system that is long overdue and that our Border Patrol agents say is needed. So, again, there seems to be a microcosm of this over at Fox News as it is determined, well, conservatism. Can't have that. We, we must, you know, the liberals must get their agenda pushed forward, even over at places where before you could anticipate on fair coverage of Republicans and Democrats uh, no longer. That's not good enough anymore because of the the uh, the sons of Rupert Murdoch, who happen to be staunch Democrats. And it's looking increasingly likely that um, their ideology will be shown on um, on Fox News programming. Telephone number you want to reach out again, folks, is 888 Let's get to the flip around. Let's see what CNN is talking about today. Right. And what do you make of that, David Challey? What's your reaction? Uh, classic Trump, I feel like, is what I make of that. I mean, I, I, listen, any every president would want to take the facts and figures that fit their narrative uh, to support it, but you can't hold those two ideas uh, mm-hmm. For the same time period that one piece of the economic problem is President Obama's fault, but this piece of the economic success at the same time is President Trump's success, those you can't hold them in concert at the same time. As, is he, as if uh, President Trump is the first person to do something like this. Uh, CNN is focused on the fact that Trump is very happy with the jobs numbers posted in the first quarter, but very unhappy with gross domestic product, GDP, first quarter GDP, which has been lagging in the first quarter since, well, or for the entire era of Obama. The entire era of Obama, I don't, I don't think that our, our first quarter GDP has, GDP has ever gotten out of the ones. So uh, the jobs numbers are turning around, but there's a lagging indicator with the gross domestic product. And, uh, uh, you know, Trump being who he is, uh, I don't think that uh, he is the first person in his position to claim credit when things are good and uh, blame others when uh, things go bad, especially when you're first taking over. You've been in office two months. I think that there is there is something to be said 
for doing it your entire occupation of the Oval Office. Barack Obama blamed uh, blamed uh, George W. Bush, his entire occupation of the Oval Office for all of the terrible economic problems going on in the country. Uh, the, the recession was just so deep that not even Obama could get out. So, um, anyway, that's uh, what CNN's covering. How about MSNBS? Involved in the cutting of a check, if there was a check to be cut, or the, the, uh, the logistics of some of the things that Roger Ailes was up to with uh, female subordinate workers. Yes, of course. And, you know, one of the most uh, vivid and disturbing cases I reported last summer was that of Lori Loon, a female Fox News executive who uh, says that she was uh, subject to uh, almost a 20 year sexual and psychologically abusive relationship uh, with Ailes. And Bill Shine arranged for Lori Loon, who was based in the Washington Bureau of Fox News, to travel to New York for meetings. He arranged these meetings. He monitored her emails when Roger Ailes was worried uh, that she might go rogue and go public uh, with the stories of her um, her experience. And this is the uh, uh, one of the news stories that we just brought you up the top here on the Chris Salcedo show. The uh, the ousting of Bill Shine over at Fox News, and uh, a lot of this, folks, is is speculation and innuendo. Now, I think what what happened with Roger Ailes, um, there might be some smoke there. I, and this all seems to be centered, my, my gut just tells me this, this has nothing to do with any of that. It has nothing to do with improper behavior in the workplace. I think this has everything to do with a uh, uh, changing of the guard out with the old in with the new. Um, I believe Fox is about ready to go to, yes, they're going to a commercial break. So we will go to uh, CNBC. Another stock that's higher today is Valiant Pharmaceuticals, the drug company announcing $220 million in unscheduled debt payments. Valiant says it completed sales of a manufacturing facility in Brazil and three skincare brands to L'Oreal actually faster than expected. Stocks are up uh, today modestly right now. The S&P 500 is up about nine. NASDAQ is up about uh, 50. And the Dow, I'm going to wait for this to circle. Oh, they're going to they're do the... Well, gold is down. Well, that that means the markets are going to be stronger, and silver and precious metals are, are down. Uh, copper is up, and that typically indicates better manufacturing. Looks like the Dow Jones 30 industrials up 16 points right now as we are speaking. Uh, Trump, <laughs> wait a minute, I got to go back to CNBC. Trumponomics. Let's listen, listen to what they've got to be saying here. I mean, former Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke said it's possible, but unlikely. On a sustained basis, it's certainly possible, but probably not that likely. I think if there's a big tax cut, for example, that lowers tax rates, you might have a, a, a bump because it'd be increased demand, increased consumer spending. That gets you over 3%. Um, probably not. I would, I, would, I would take the under on that. That's Ben Bernanke talking about Trump's tax cuts. If, if Trump's tax cuts go through, there will be a, an economic surge. Uh, the last time this happened, of course, we had a, a, a very huge bit of economic growth. I think 3% was, on average, what we were seeing as far as growth was in the Reagan years. And I think that's what they're trying to emulate in the Trump administration, uh, if, if passed as prologue. Now, they're saying, no, no, can't happen. Well, you know, it could be because there is so much government weight now 
and I said this on was this Friday or Thursday, Ellie, but that this this whole idea, and it was reflected in the budget that I brought up in the top, that that Republicans have given up on smaller government. That now, and not even, Trump isn't talking about it. Republicans aren't talking about it. Nobody in Washington, D.C., nobody. The only people that are talking about the debt and the deficit now are Democrats. And the only reason they're talking about the deficit is because they want to keep taxes high and they want to keep control over the money. So oh, now, now we're supposed to understand after, after watching Barack Obama add nearly $10 trillion to the national debt, now Democrats are concerned. Now Democrats are have a have a worry about the national debt, which is patently absurd. They, they oh yes, we're worried about the deficit, but we're not going to cut any federal spending. No, 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 no. We can't do that. The solution is increase taxes. Increase taxes. It's um, I I don't know how many times we have to go to this well, folks. But what we ought to be concerned about is that those. On the Republican side, they're supposed to be on our side. The logical folks, they're not even talking about a reduction in the rate of spending anymore. They're talking about growth as the only mechanism for uh, for paying down the debt or, or, or just, just pay, not even paying down the debt, just for paying for massive, large, excessive government. That's what they're talking about. Let's have growth so we can pay for all the all of big government spending, and that's absolutely insane. Back in a minute. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with The Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Roughly in the area of 3200 Reynolds Avenue where that shooting took place. You're talking about this could be literally going door to door, backyard to backyard. What is that like for the officers involved in that search, but also the innocent people who live in this community? Well, it's extremely stressful for everyone. It's stressful for the officers because they don't know, you know, what they're going to encounter when they do this search. It's stressful on the people there because they're locked down. Dallas firefighter was shot and is in critical condition, as we understand it. Uh, basically responding to a, a suicide call. Uh, a well-being check, uh, and immediately upon arriving on the scene, the paramedics came under fire. And one one paramedic, Dallas Fire and Rescue paramedic, is in critical condition, and the manhunt is on for the individual that was said to be walking around uh, parts of of Dallas with a shotgun, and they haven't found him yet. It's going on right now, folks. As as we're speaking, that was live. Audio from the NBC affiliate in Dallas-Fort Worth. Also going on right now, 
in Texas, down by the University of Texas, Austin, a stabbing on the campus there. Uh, don't have much going on uh, as far as details as uh, is there as far as that's concerned, but just getting word of that, and of course. This region of the country dealing with a horrific attack by Mother Nature over the weekend. I'm t- we're ta- they're talking four tornadoes killed four people. These the this complex of storms that rolled through this this part of the country uh, claimed ten people across the various states, but four of them inside of Texas. And the winds were clocked at 155 miles an hour. So these are these are major tornadoes. Uh, category five on the Fujita scale. I believe that is category five on the Fujita scale uh, for for tornadoes. So anyway, a lot going on in the state in which the, the Chris Salcedo show is broadcasting today. And that's just, just some of the breaking news. And, and it's even got the national folks talking about it. CNN uh, moments ago updating what's going on in Austin. You've got um, people over the Fox News Channel talking about a shooting going on in San Diego, then the shooting going on in Dallas. And then, of course, the the aftermath of the tornadic activity over the weekend in uh, in Texas. I believe Texas was the state that had the most fatalities because of that complex of storms that moved through. It's it is that time of the country. It's that time of the year for this part of the country. Uh, spring storms, but man alive, it you never get used to it. Never get used to it. Telephone numbers triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Wanted to talk about other things today including this idea of free speech and has has free speech become an antiquated notion in the united states of america have we lost i got an email i didn't share this with you guys last week it was from one of the local shows and one of one of the salcedo show listeners in i think it was the dallas fort worth um folks asked when did we lose when did conservatives lose the fight against the liberals and i had to think about it for about you know about 15 seconds and i said oh that's easy that's when 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 we gave up and lost control over the schools and we we are seeing evidence that we're paying a a dear price for this and i'm going to take some time by the way next hour we'll get it talk to uh, lieutenant colonel tony schaefer about hotspots around the globe that the administration is going to be dealing with um, and get his perspective. But I want to start off talking about government-run schools and, and where, what the current status of government, government-run schools is. There was a vice principal, an assistant principal, a guy by the name of Zach Ruff, Roof Ruff, and he uh, is the, the assistant principal at uh, a high school in Downington, Pennsylvania. And he was having a conversation somewhat with some protesters out in front of his school, some kids who were pro-life and are standing up for the, the rights of the unborn. And this is how their interaction began. We're actually just exposing the Holocaust that's happening in America. There's no Holocaust happening in America. There actually is. talk about a Holocaust happening in America, go into an inner city and talk to the poor and underprivileged. Sir, these are the poor and underprivileged. These are the people that are being murdered. Sir, 
These are image bearers of God. You can go to hell where they are too. Zach Ruff, assistant principal at a government-run school in Downington, Pennsylvania, tells a child who is protesting and sticking up for the rights of the unborn that you can go to hell along with those aborted babies. This is, this is what it is to be an administrator, folks, in government-run schools in, in 2017 in the United States. Zach Ruff, uh, assistant principal at a high school in Downington, Pennsylvania, then declared the what he thinks of unborn children. See, so you wish to hide what's happening. No, I wish to protect my students from unsightly but things that they, they don't need to see. So unsightly things. Now, folks, th 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 these are the pictures that we've grown used to seeing from the pro-life movement. These are the, of the atrocities done to the unborn. And this... This assistant principal at a government-run school in Downingston, Pennsylvania, doesn't want his students to see the truth about what happens. And he tries to hide that from them. Oh, there's more of this. Wait till you hear his reaction when he hears the word Jesus. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show. Listen, dial, speak. 888-900-3393. Real quick, folks, update on what's happening in uh, Austin. Uh, one person is dead from this stabbing, and the stabber is reportedly in custody. Uh, University of Texas, Austin, uh, one person dead, according to various media reports. All right, back to uh, Zach Ruff, assistant principal at a government-run school in Downington, Pennsylvania, high school. And he doesn't like the fact that there are students, kids, out in front of his school advocating and protesting on behalf of the unborn. Might I say, why is it okay for individuals to throw Molotov cocktails and, and use pepper spray and, and, well, that's not protest, that's a riot. Riot to prevent somebody from speaking at Berkeley. Well, we'll get to that here in a minute. But it's not okay for God-fearing teenagers to stand out and say, we, we think abortion is wrong and people ought to wake up. Uh, I, I would think that's the, the purest idea behind nonviolent protests. But as you're going to hear, the left-wing extremist liberal who is the the assistant principal at this high school in Downingston, Pennsylvania, he doesn't like dissenting points of view. As a matter of fact, he has no respect for dissenting points of view. He wants to shout them down and belittle and demean them, even as someone who's supposed to be an adult. Talking to kids. So, have a listen as uh, this assistant principal at a high school in Downington, Pennsylvania, Zach Ruff, um, in a government-run school, 
what he has to say about the unborn. See, you, see, you wish to hide what's happening. No, I wish to protect my students from unsightly but things that they, they don't need to see. Sir, my students, this is what we do not do. have a single pregnancy in my school. I've been here for five years. Nobody's been I, pregnant. I There's not has been not. a single abortion. And you want to call me a liar while you're standing out here harassing teenagers. I'm not harassing You can go anyone. get a freaking liar. The, these, these children are being murdered Murdy. in our society. They're not children, they're cells. Just cells. You guys have heard this from the liberal left who want to justify infanticide. Oh, they're just a bunch of cells. Now, Mr. Ruff comes dangerously close to, uh, and and you know what? If I ever had the opportunity to interview Mr. Ruff, I would uh, call him on this because I have made the offer to liberals in the past that if you would agree to ban all abortions up to the point where the child is viable in the womb, that's about 20 weeks. I've done some research and the earliest delivery of a child who survived uh, out of the womb, premature birth, was 20 weeks. So we can make our cutoff there. Anything beyond 20 weeks is prohibited under the law. How many liberals do you think would take me up on that? Not many. Now, Zach Ruff assistant principal at a government-run school in Downington, Pennsylvania, a high school. What do you think happens when he's confronted with the name Jesus Christ? You're at a science-based school. Those are cells. It's been proven by science. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Then take it out, and if it can live on its own, it's freaking awesome. Then take it out, if it can live on its own, it's freaking awesome. This man is a an assistant principal at high school who shows the level of maturity. Well, let me put it this way. My 12 year old has more maturity than Mr. Zach Ruff, assistant principal at a high school in Downington, Pennsylvania. So now I guess what he's alleging is, I guess, no, what science can't help. What if the science could help that, 20-week child survive. Mr. Man of Science. You know, he said, this is, this, is a science, this is a science-based high school. What if science could help that child survive? Are you okay with it then, Zach Ruff? No, he'd probably say, oh, it's got to live on its own. No science. You would see liberals, this liberal run from science faster than you could, <laughs> uh, faster than you could snap your fingers. But uh, the conversation began to degrade from here. Otherwise, shut up, leave me alone. I will call the police for you harassing me. So we're not harassing anybody. We are saying that we live in a society that murders human beings. Yeah, it's called the death penalty. Why don't you go protest that? Now, Zach Ruff assistant principal at a government-run school in Downington, Pennsylvania, is very concerned about murderers being put to death and rapists being put to death. He, he as a, a man of the left, can't, can't abide by that. I mean, those, those people must be allowed to stick around on the, on the, the taxpayer's dime. It's, it's those who can't defend themselves that Mr. Zach Ruff wants to see exterminated. The voiceless, helpless children in utero that he doesn't, 
give two wits about. Um, so, and, and that that's kind of what you heard from him right there. His priorities. This is the, this is a man of the liberal left, the liberal extremists who are cancers in this country. Sir, these are innocent human they're beings. They're not innocent. They're cells. They're not cells. They're cells. They're the size of a dime. They're cells. So you need to turn to Jesus Christ. You can set you free from your sin. Listen here, son. All right. I'm as gay as the day is long and twice as sunny. I don't give a f what you think Jesus tells me and what I should and should not be doing. There is um, your tolerant left. There is your peace-loving, tolerant liberal. This man, Zach Ruff, is an assistant principal at a government-run school in Downington, Pennsylvania. And believe it or not, some liberals look at me like I'm crazy because I want school choice. Why would I want to fund an arrogant ass like this guy? <laughs> How many of you are happy? How many of you folks in Pennsylvania are happy with your taxpayer dollars going to this foul-mouthed, immature leftist who was who was frankly getting instructed on polite debate by children by kids and did you all notice the vehemence and the hatred in his voice when Jesus Christ was brought into the conversation why don't you go protest that sir these are innocent Human they're beings. not innocent. They're cells. They're not cells. They're cells. They're the size of a dime. They're cells. So you need to turn to Jesus Christ. He can set you free from your sin. Listen here, son. All right. I'm as gay as the day is long and twice as sunny. I don't give a f what you think Jesus tells me and what I should and should not be doing. That's what passes for debate among the liberal left. And he and countless others like him in the government-run education system, bureaucrats like him, indoctrinators like him, are all over this country. And he's instilling those values into the, into the minds of government, the children who, have, who are forced to attend government-run schools. This is, this is liberal tolerance on full display. Jesus Christ, you can set you free from your sin. Listen here, son. All right. I'm as gay as the day is long and twice as sunny. I don't give a f what you think Jesus tells me and what I should and should not be doing. And we wonder why individuals graduate from high schools like the ones in Downington, Pennsylvania. Government-run high schools in Downington, Pennsylvania. And go to schools like Berkeley and think it's permissible to burn things down, to vandalize things, and to undertake violence and harm to those with whom we politically disagree. We wonder. No, it's patently obvious. Uh, Zach Ruff here, folks, is uh, the poster child as to why we need school choice in this country. Back in a minute. <laughs> You are listening to The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network.
Salcedo. Uh, Trump allegedly walks away from CBS interview. That's enough. Now, I haven't even listened to this all the way yet, but I'm just reading the description here, folks. I, I have, a, I have a, an idea what went on here. The question that got Trump's feathers ruffled was, uh, have you, did, did Obama give you any advice? And Trump said, you know, it, it had been very nice, but since then there had been difficulties. And then, and then of course, John Dickerson wants to press Mr. Trump, and Trump doesn't want to get into the idea of, or get into this whole thing of bashing his predecessor any more specifically than uh, Mr. Obama being sick when it was found out about the level of surveillance conducted on Trump uh, Trump campaign officials during the Obama era. So he was pressed, and he said, "Ah, nope, thank you, thank you very much. That's enough meaning I'm not going to get baited into this, but how it's being spun and reported. Uh, who's writing this up? Axios is writing it up this way. Trump walks away from CBS interview. That's enough. Now, folks are just going to see that headline. and not, Well, I think most people would click and listen. But um, fairness in reporting. Context is everything. I would encourage you to, to watch it. I haven't done it yet. Didn't have enough time in the break to watch it, but we will. Uh, let's start talking about as we transition from Zach Ruff, the assistant principal at a government-run high school in Downington, Pennsylvania, into what what the product is, what they're churning out. They're churning out leftists, intolerant leftists, who are bashing freedom of speech in the United States and are looking to undermine it at institutions like Berkeley. Robert Reich, who was Bill Clinton's labor secretary, was tells ABC that Ann Coulter should have been allowed to speak at Berkeley. By the way, he's a, he's a professor at Berkeley. As you said, I, I, uh, I don't remember ever agreeing with Ann Coulter on anything. Maybe there is something Ann and I have agreed on. Uh, but I do believe in the First Amendment, and I will fight for her right to say what she wants to say. The First Amendment is, and freedom of speech is, the cornerstone of our democracy. And whether it's college campuses, or it's somebody burning a flag, or it's uh, the newspapers having a right to say whatever they want, uh, we cannot toy around with the First Amendment. It is absolutely critical. Uh, no, and, and who can disagree? And, and Ann Coulter, when she was on with ABC, she said, see, we all agree. You know, all these, well, not all of these, a segment of the left who remembers what traditional liberalism is all about, the freedom of speech and all this kind of stuff, the Constitution, who have not forgotten the Constitution, they're all saying, let her speak, conservatives. Uh, a lot of Republicans haven't come out because... I don't know. that It seems Republicans are not standing for much these days. But conservatives talk about the Constitution, the freedom of speech. So she's saying that debate is over. Everybody agrees with that. It's time to fix these, these government-run and government-funded schools. They are the problem. Now, we, all agree, we all agree that freedom of speech is good and ought to be preserved. Now, what about these so-called institutions of higher learning? that are not permitting free speech. But I, I mean, I must say, I think this, this debate has, I mean, first of all, it's divided 
leftists in the country, from those who believe in the Constitution and those who don't. Um, I think we've seen this, this thuggish violence at university after university after university. Mario Savio, the one who stood up in the 60s and you know, yelled free speech at Berkeley. Yeah, that was free speech for lefties. But like they say about democracy in the third world, one man, one vote, one time. As soon as the lefties took over the university, that's it. Free speech is shut down. And that's, that's kind of how it went. That's kind of how left-wingers roll. Uh, it's uh, My free speech is sacrosanct, but I get to shout down everybody else. I don't want to hear opposing points of view, like the assistant principal in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, a left-wing extremist who wanted to shout down and had no respect for other people's points of view. I mean, he could have handled that a lot better. You know, he could... Excuse me, I, I mean, I, I believe in a, a woman's right to choose, but I understand where you're coming from. I, you and I are just going to disagree. But no, he wanted to shout them down. He wanted to belittle them. He wanted to get in their face. He wanted to, to curse at them, the adult, to kids. Um, but anyway, I think that hill, when we have Obama, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and Bill Maher, among others, <laughs> um, all saying, of course, um, you should let Ann Coulter speak and not let violent thugs shut it down. Okay, we're done with that hill. Now let's move on to the hill where it's considered, I, I mean, some of these people, not you, Professor, um, you know, keep saying, well, of course it's hateful, but hateful speech is allowed to exist. No, I'm sorry, I'm but engaging Anne, in a public policy debate. But, but um, Anne, that is not a hateful speech. I think those are the lefties we need to, to, to discuss. We have got to stop allowing left-wingers in and out of the basket of biased press, defining opposing points of view to liberalism as hateful. Because you know what? I have a differing opinion from a lot of lefties out there, if you all haven't noticed. But I'm not out there throwing Molotov cocktails and beating up liberals with whom I disagree. They are the ones actually partaking in fascist activities that they allege I'm exercising by speaking a differing point of view. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you how to stink in vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Little criticism for the President of the United States. I watched the, the interview with CBS, and uh, the reporter wanted to know, hey, when you called Obama sick, what did you mean by it? You can take it any way you want it, said Donald Trump. So wait a minute, you're the President of the United States. How did you mean it? Tell me how you meant it. You said it. You tweeted it. How did you mean it? You can take it any way you want. Now, see, Trump's getting, getting the idea that everything that he says now can be used and will be used against him. So, um, look, if Obama was sick for monitoring, saying, look, I think it's I, what I would have said to the reporter. It's patently obvious. I was referring to the, the practice of surveilling uh, American citizens for politics' sake as being sick, if it was as reported. 
and it should be investigated. It's being investigated right now. But if it's is if it is as reported, and my team was being surveilled by the opposing political party, it's sick. So if Donald Trump's going to make these utterances, he's got to he's got to back them up. You know what did you mean by that? Well, you could and. and Trump said, you can take it however you want. I said, wait a minute, you're the president. How did you mean it? We just had eight years of some guy lying to our face. We don't need somebody else evasive at the top. Slight criticism for the president of the United States. Uh, Stuart Varney was on Fox News today, folks. Don't worry, I'm going to get back to you. I haven't lost my place. We're going to get back to Ann Coulter here in a second and Robert Reich. Today is May Day, folks. This is where the communists and the socialists uh, jump out in the streets and celebrate. But Stuart Varney says that something's different this year. Oh, this is International Workers' Day. Yeah. This used to be the day when the socialists took the day off from work and paraded through the streets in favor of socialism. Right. It's still a big deal in Europe. Here, this May Day, I think the socialist theme has been hijacked by identity politics of the far left. You look at the banners that are going to be on display today at these, mm -hmm. at these protests, especially the big one in Washington, D.C. It's all about immigrant rights, Muslim rights, trans rights. It's identity politics supplanting socialism which i guess is a good thing but this is what's happening no 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 i i i am loathed to disagree with Stuart varney because he's such a smart guy and a great guy look all of the identity politics categories he brought up gays muslims illegals he said immigrants but they're we're talking about illegals every one of those out there protesting today they, they are protesting and utilizing those segments to advance socialism and communism, the left, the American left. All of this is being used as a mechanism to advance socialism and communism and, and the like. They're not supplanting anything. They're just disguising socialism and communism behind, quote unquote, Muslims rights. Or illegal aliens rights or transgenders quote-unquote rights no transgenders rights are being violated what, what's wrong with people and that's none of this has a basis in fact folks so you know all it is is a is a way to advance liberalism communism socialism all all kissing cousins in the ideological spectrum all right back to ann coulter and robert reich the reason why this was significant and why it caught my attention, this debate on ABC News, is that you wouldn't see it at Berkeley, the alleged home of free speech. You're not going to see this at Berkeley because conservatism isn't welcome. Differing points of view with liberal orthodoxy isn't welcome. So Robert Reich, again, Clinton's labor secretary, tells ABC left wingers are wrong. There's, there is no such thing as a hate speech exemption. Well, we, we, we finally found something uh, after all these years where I agree with Ann Coulter. Uh, that is, there is no hate speech exemption for the First Amendment. Jonathan, to the extent that there is that view uh, at Berkeley or any place else, I am concerned because one of the purposes of a university education is to be provoked, uh, to examine what the evidence is. And if somebody says something that is offensive, uh, well, that is not per se, you know, a, a violation of, 
any kind of university norm. Yeah, you know what? And 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 to expand on that, you, there were a time, there was a time, and there were times in this country's history when saying uh, blacks and whites marrying was offensive, but it was protected speech. Or Latinos and blacks marrying, or Latinos and whites marrying, was offensive at one point. I find that offensive. But offensive speech was protected. And thank God it was, right? In fact, quite the opposite. I tell my students all the time the best way to learn something is to talk to people who disagree with you because that forces, uh, that forces you to sharpen your views and test your views. And you might even, uh, might even come out in a different place. A, a university of all places is the, is the, is the is locus where we want to have provocative views. We want to have views that some people find to be offensive. Completely concur. I, I, I cannot remember the last time I agreed with Robert Reich. And I, that's why another reason I, I found this. This is just really weird. I am in complete agreement with a Democrat, with a liberal on this issue. Now, Anne says, yeah, you know what? And, and, and to further this discussion, why, why are taxpayers' dollars subsidizing this intolerance? I've said it on the show before, and I'll say it again. Not one more dime of my money, of my taxpayers' money, goes to Berkeley. Not one dime. I don't want to subsidize intolerance and the undermining of the Constitution of the United States, the free expression of thought. I don't want to, I don't want to fund that. I don't, why am I being asked to fund an unconstitutional practices should do 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 we the american taxpayer are we are, should we be forced to fund unconstitutional activity i think it's a fair question and not one more dime to fund hatred and intolerance out there at uh, at berkeley but i do want to agree with the professor um on universities ought to be places where i am not the only conservative most students will hear in four years of college and what this shows this whole incident shows again it shows this radical insulated left on the college campuses and the entire left wing including president obama and bill maher on the other side mm. and what useless institutions our universities are the prices have gone up three thousand um percent since the 70s is the education better no it's worse the lefties are on the side of the thugs they've taken over the universities i don't think anyone learns anything at college anymore it's a four-year vacation and i think that's what people ought to be looking at because the taxpayers are supporting these universities not just university of california but with federal grants every university in america agreed agreed and i'm tired of it not only am i tired of funding my own political opposition but I'm, I'm tired of supporting these fascists. Now, that leads me to another ground-shaking event. And, and I shouldn't, it's, it's less so than being uh, in agreement with Robert Reich. Richard Dreyfuss, who is the actor, Mr. Holland's opus and Jaws and all that, Richard Dreyfus came out in the past, and I was, I was reminded of this as I saw him do something very similar. He came out and said that in America, the people in charge should, who should be put in charge of how we handle firearms in this country is the NRA. They are the experts, he reasoned. And this is a man of the left. 
And he said the NRA is best equipped because they are trained. They make a lot of this stuff, and, and, and they are the experts. Richard Dreyfus has that view. I completely agree with him. So he jumps on with Tucker and has the following discussion about freedom of speech being under attack at left-wing colleges all over this country. You were talking about the speakers on university campuses. Yeah. And I am totally, uh, incontrovertibly on your side about this. I think that any intrusion into the freedom of speech is an intrusion into freedom of speech. And when one of the presidents of one of the colleges said, "This this is a school, not a battlefield, I said, no, it is a battlefield of ideas, and we must have dissident, dissenting opinions on, on campuses, and I think it's uh, political correctness taken to a nightmarish uh, point of view. Well, amen, and I agree with you, and maybe because we're both over 30. Unfortunately, most people under 30 don't seem to agree with us at all, and they believe in something called hate speech, which is somehow banned. And that's a key point. And this brings us right back around to where we started our conversation, doesn't it? With our left-wing extremist, Zach Ruff, assistant principal, uh, fascist, shouting down students with whom he politically disagrees. That this Zach Ruff individual is a product of what's happening in the government-run schools. Listen to Richard Dreyfus. Uh, we're over 30. Civics has not been taught in the American public school system since 1970. And that means that everyone in Congress never studied the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, as you and I might have. There's a Salcedo show axiom that goes something like this. There's a reason why left-wingers who have taken over the education system de-emphasize history. There's a reason why they de-emphasize the learning of the Constitution, your rights and your liberties under the Bill of Rights and in the, and the limits on government in the Constitution. There's a reason why they de-emphasize this. Folks, they're terribly afraid you're going to learn from it. I'll be back in a minute. Conservative talk. Sand spicy! This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show. All right, welcome back, folks. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we'll have uh, a conversation with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer on the status of what's going on, not only in North Korea, but uh, around the rest of the globe, the mess that President Trump inherited from President Obama. But I wanted to continue with Richard Dreyfus, And this interview left Tucker Carlson, left his jaw on the floor. And I got to admit, when I watched Richard Dreyfus, and this is a rather lengthy soundbite, but it's just too damn good not to play it for you guys. Because as Tucker Carlson expresses, he says, I, I fully expected to debate you here, Mr. Dreyfus, but I agree with everything you just said. And there's not, there's not a lot to disagree with here. 
By the way, breaking news just coming down. Um, Iowa deputy has been killed. Shot by a suspect during a jailbreak. That's breaking news right now. Iowa deputy has been killed in a jailbreak. Uh, we'll get you more details if we get more in. Anyway, back to Dreyfus. And l- listen, I- I'll let him make that, that previous point again, and then we'll move on. Uh, we're over 30. Civics has not been taught in the American public school system since 1970. And that means that everyone in Congress never studied the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, as you and I might have. Now, and it's not just Congress. It's also administrators inside of government-run schools. It's also an entire generation of people ignorant of the Constitution of the United States and the limits it places on government. And what's in place of a study of that has been put, well, that's not fair, man. That's not fair. Well, you, you, if it's right, man, you should be able to do anything you want, man. Right? I mean, hate speech. Hate speech should be silenced, right, man? That's what's replaced it. And you get people of, of equal moral bankruptcy, not only in Congress, but also in school administration, in local governments, in, dare I say, law enforcement. And I think this country is reaping the, well, benefits is not exactly the word I'm looking for. Um, we're, getting, we're getting hammered with the results of conservatives not engaging in the, in, in the education system. And this is a disastrous result. And that is a critical flaw because it's why we were admired and respected for so long. It gives us our national identity. It tells the world who we are and why we are who we are. And without a frame that gives us the values that stand behind the Bill of Rights, we're just floating in air. And our sectors of society are not connected. And that's that's why teaching civics, and I'm so glad you said that, because what's really important, Tucker, is that the assumptions of the left and the right are all skewed wrong. We have to find areas of agreement and areas that we share. And we do share the, the notion that education accomplishes certain things. We used to. Conservatives are still there, Mr. Drivis, but, but half of your side, the liberal, there's, there is a, and they're represented at Berkeley and they're represented at uh, this little town called Downing, Pennsylvania, at one of the high schools there by Zach Ruff. These individuals don't believe in those kinds of things. They believe in an approach to government of Fidel Castro. They believe in an approach to government of Hugo Chavez. They believe in an approach to government of the communist Chinese and of Vladimir Putin. Those individuals, again, they are the exclusive cancer of the left in this country. One, it turns students into citizens. That is, so, that, that is such a key point. That when you educate folks in the Constitution, you turn a student into a citizen. It's, that's so vitally important with a love of country, with an understanding of what it is to be an American and how exceptional it is, how extraordinary that document, the Constitution of the United States is, a government of, by, and for the people. How extraordinary is that? How unique that is in human history? 
but it's not taught anymore. Right. And two, it teaches students how to run the country before it's their turn to run the country. Amen. And three, it teaches the values of this nation. People come from all over the world or are born into this nation without the, the, the values that we have here. That exactly. It's part of the culture. And the culture must be preserved so that we can pass this legacy of freedom, liberty, and prosperity on to our children. It's elementary, and the conservative movement knows this. I would just beg to differ a little bit with Mr. Dreyfus when he tries to lay blame at the feet of both sides. The conservative movement knows this all too well, Mr. Dreyfus. It's what we fight for day in and day out. That's why they came here, to get them. And what are they? You can put them in opportunity, rise by merit, and mobility and freedom. See, rise by merit. That People on the left don't believe in that anymore, Mr. Dreyfus. People on the extreme left, they believe they're owed something paid for by somebody else, whether it be their contraception, whether it be their health care, whether it be their home, their car, their livelihood, their food. That must be paid for by somebody else. That's a, that is an un-American concept. That's what we sell. And if you don't want that, you've chosen the wrong place. And you don't get a pass by being born here. You have to learn it. Even the Ten Commandments are not known at birth. You must learn them, and we must learn our values. And if we don't, we are fatally, fatally wounding ourselves. We will not have any way to really combat the ideas behind ISIS because we won't know our own. That is, yes, yeah, not just ISIS. The Castro regime, communist China. There's a reason why we're Americans, why... And, and you know what? I'm sorry to say the conservative movement, the only side that carries this message forward. We spent the last eight years of Barack Obama telling us how poopy this country is. So, look, uh, Richard Dreyfuss, the, the full sound bites on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page, folks, if you want to check it out on a, on a Blaze article. But man alive, he said a lot of good things. Uh, coming up next, we'll deal with some of the hot spots in international affairs with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Shaver on The Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Stick with us, folks. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. is on the blaze radio network you see that with the combining of military force when necessary with diplomatic and economic actions not i mean not not uh, regarding military force as separate from what we want to achieve politically and so i would say it's it's competing recognizing that we're in competitions where american vital interests are at stake and and advocating for the security of the american people and our interests that's uh, National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster telling the Fox News Channel, Fox News Sunday, and Chris Wallace, that once again, America's diplomacy is given teeth as the credible use of force is back on the table. He has some other 
crazy examples after we talked to Colonel Schaefer, I might play them. One of them was sending our uh, our helicopters into theater without mechanics to repair them. That was what Obama was up to. <laughs> Let's talk more about the current state of our very dangerous world uh, with retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, CIA trained, former senior intelligence officer and a New York Times bestselling author. His latest book, is the last line. He's a senior fellow with both the London Center for Policy Research and the Center for Advanced Defense Studies. Colonel, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Good to be on. Uh, North Korean uh, situation. Uh, you've got Kim Jong-un threatening to detonate another nuclear test. Uh, this, is, this is being dubbed by the administration as very provocative. We've got the Carl Vincent strike group at, in range right now of North Korea. Where do you see this whole situation unfolding? Well, I think that it's going in two directions, which I think uh, are still both good. I mean, despite the, it's like birth, uh, you know, it's very painful, but what comes out the other end is good. Uh, look, we, we've, we've had a change of policy as stipulated by H.R. McMaster. The new policy is to include military uh, uh, force as a, as a component of, of national security and foreign policy. So that's, uh, that's a change from every other administration, especially regarding the North Koreans, uh, since about t- 1992. So, uh, you know, the, the Bush uh, 43 folks did it somewhat, but I, I, they never even dreamt of doing it against the North Koreans. I think it's on the table. Secondly, the, the Chinese themselves now have come to recognize uh, what I think was hidden in plain sight. If North Korea fails, if, if anything happens, if there's a shooting war, the Chinese are going to suffer the most. Yeah, we'll get some, some water on us. They're going to hit, get hit by a storm. And if it's a shooting war, their economy tanks, that is to say both North Korea and China. And if, if the country fails, all the refugees go to China. They don't go to South Korea. So I think this is where the Chinese themselves have recognized that their interest is aligned with our interest regarding reining in a very vicious, uh, very out-of-control North Korea. And so I, I do believe that the, the, uh, the benefit uh, of Mr. Trump standing up to the North Koreans is the fact that I think our, our overall policy in the Pacific will be uh, strengthened. And uh, our allies uh, have long felt that we need to be doing more. And at this point, we are. Yeah, uh, I, I have a severe distrust, as you know, of communists. I don't I don't trust them. I don't trust their word. And it's the same thing with the Chinese, that they, they will operate in their own best interests, not in ours. And uh, they, they will actually often operate against our best interests. Charles Krauthammer wrote the Fox News Channel has a has an idea. And it's one that I actually support of rearming Seoul with U.S. based short range short range. Uh, tactical nuclear weapons, and also allowing Tokyo to arm with U.S. uh, short-range tactical nukes as a mechanism to get, because the consensus is China isn't doing enough. They're just, a lot of it is wallpaper, and they're just trying to get past this this crisis, but they need to act as the responsible patron of that region, and the only thing to prompt them to do that, Krauthammer uh, rationalizes, is is to put nukes as a deterrent in both Tokyo and in Seoul. What do you think? Well, I don't know when he said that. I said something similar on uh, fr- uh, Saturday with Neil Cabuto, where Neil and I were talking about this on Saturday, where uh, I don't agree about South Korea. I think uh, you get you get nuclear weapons in that situation. I think there's a chance, especially if there's a rapid advance, you may not have the chance to, to, to get them to use them. So I, I don't believe necessarily in South Korea. However, I do agree with Japan for two reasons. First, 
the, the Japanese uh, essentially have the capability to become nuclear with or without us. They, they, they have reactors. The, I think they've quietly been able to establish a path to a nuclear weapon if they so chose because of the lack of clarity by Barack Obama and others. And frankly, the other, the other thing, you're, you're playing the Japanese card against the Chinese. The Chinese, just the, the mention of, of nuclear and Japan in the same sentence sends <laughs> chills of fear to the Chinese. Yeah. So you are literally getting a twofer if you talk about arming Japan. And, and again, Chris, uh, President Trump's the kind of guy who will put that on the table because he will. Uh, other presidents would never consider that because, oh, my goodness, this, this could really upset people. Well, it should. And frankly, it's in our best interest to use that as a potential leverage against the Chinese. So I think he's right about Japan. I'm not quite I, I don't agree on, on, uh, on, on South Korea. All right. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, CIA trained, former senior intelligence officer, is our guest right now here on the Chris Salcedo show. Let's, let's pivot to Iran if we can. Uh, sure. the, the Iran nuke deal, we just, uh, there was a, a, a great article that appeared in Politico last week talking about, you know, you and I knew this deal was bad. We knew that it was Obama looking for ways to, to funnel uh, billions of American taxpayer dollars to the number one state sponsor of terror and to pave a way for them to have nukes at the end of 10 years. We all knew that. But all of the other things that they gave away are now coming to light right now, Colonel, that uh, about really bad actors who, who were taken off, who, who we were pursuing, and now we're no longer pursuing. Uh, these people have blood on their hands of our allies, not directly American blood, but they're, they're bad folks. And now we're just starting to get word of just how much of the store that Obama gave away on this deal. Look, two, two points. First, I, I advise one of um, Donald Trump's advisors going in that they should have should treat the entire uh, Obama White House as a crime scene because you would come across all these evidence of wrongdoing. And, of course, I wasn't listened to, which I think was a huge mistake. But this is another example of where they should have come in with a, a greater deal of clarity to go after the Obama administration for the very things you're talking about. And I think there's uh, additional criminal acts out there to be talked about. Uh, secondly, uh, along the same line of thinking, look, the same people who gave you the South Korean uh, nuclear deal back in 94, uh, which, you know, supposedly in 94 we came to an agreement to, to prevent the North Koreans from obtaining a nuclear weapon. Well, look how well that's worked out. The same <laughs> basic people who did that were involved in the Iran nuclear deal negotiations. I mean, sometimes down to the same name, the same individual. So this is how bad it is. Uh, so, Chris, you tell me, do you really believe that the people who negotiated the 94 nuclear deal with the North Koreans have any different interests or capabilities in what they did for the for the Iran deal uh, a couple of years ago? Yeah. It's completely insane to think that these people are thinking any differently. So I have zero confidence that anything is going to be done within the current deal to stop the Iranians from getting the, the weapon. And frankly, we know for a fact that some of the money that we, we gave them via this deal has, been, has gone to the North Koreans to help uh, – do research and development within the Korean nuclear program. So th there's nothing good here, and it's all related. So, uh, again, I, I know that uh, Trump, Mr. Trump has said that they're going to stick, stick with the deal for now. Uh, I would seriously think about walking away. And, and, Chris, as you know, it's not even a treaty. It's, it's, it's a basic uh, executive agree agreement between the two nations, which, uh, because of some mistakes by uh, one of the senators in this, uh, in, in, on the Republican side, uh, it prevented us from becoming a reviewed for a treaty. So I think uh, yeah. I think uh, President Trump should go back and look at it and say, look, uh, we need to make this a treaty. We're going to go, go back and renegotiate. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, and as we said, the problem with that about leaving it now is that we, uh, Obama made sure that his friends over in the Ayatollah got all their goodies up front. 
Right. And, 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 that, right. and that's the problem. And getting sanctions put back in is going to be tough because we have our European allies doing business with Iran. Last thing I wanted to talk to you about, because this is something you left the military. I mean, uh, General Michael Flynn is in, is in trouble right now by, by all estimations about, about what he did and what he accepted uh, money from, from Russia and all this kind of stuff. And, and it all centers around getting permission to do these kinds of things, which it looks like he didn't do. Can you give us some insight on what you have to do as a, a former military guy to, to get these types of permissions? Well, apparently something called the Emoluments Act, which restricts a, an officer after retirement from accepting for, uh, uh, payments from a foreign source. It's not that you can't necessarily do it. It's just that you have to have a certain amount. You have to have permission to do it. You have to have clearance. And that's where it seems to have broken down at this point. Uh, I, I don't know all the details of what happened with Mike. And, and look, I, I consider Mike a friend, and I, I like Mike a lot. I, I just think that, that, that some of this uh, may have been overblown. And, and let me be clear on this by the fact that uh, Mike did, I know for a fact, brief the Pentagon and to include DIA before he went and after he went uh, to, to Russia. And uh, the disclosure of that fact that who paid for the trip, I believe, was, was made right up front. The question becomes, was it, was it sufficient? And that's what people seem to not understand or know at this point. Was it a sufficient level of notification? So, and, and, you know, and, and full disclosure, he was part of our think tank and, and still is, London Center for Policy Research. He was one of our senior fellows. So gotcha. he, then, uh, he then also disclosed to us that he was going, uh, the nature of what he was going to do and what he did. So right. uh, I, I think there may be some overblown uh, issues by the fact it's all been politicized. So we'll have to see. I, I, I respect uh, Jason Chapin's too. I know Jason's uh, looking gotcha. into it. I know Congressman Chapin. So we'll see what happens. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, everybody. CIA trained. His book is The Last Line. Thank you, sir, for your time. Always here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Up against the clock, folks. Be right back on The Blaze. Hell, storms are coming. It's not just a show. It's a force of nature. Hashtag Salcedo Storm. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. He also has devolved responsibility down to where it belongs. The the White House is no longer deploying three helicopters somewhere or have a a very strict cap on forces so that you deploy helicopters but don't send the mechanics with them for (laughs) Can you believe this is what's happening in President Obama's occupation of the Oval Office? And President President Obama would say, Let me be clear, I'm gonna send three helicopters, I'm doing something just so he could get a write-up. The helicopters would show up in theater. They would do a limited operation, but when they needed maintenance, they didn't pack the mechanics. So they had to bring them home. This is how President Obama and his leftists conducted business inside of the Oval Office when he was there. This is H.R. McMaster talking with Fox News Sunday. He also has devolved responsibility down to where it belongs. The the White House is no longer deploying three helicopters somewhere or have a a very strict cap on forces so that you deploy helicopters but don't send the mechanics with them, for example. (laughs) Or will you contract guards to guard U.S. infantrymen? So he, he is doing things that have made our policy execution much more sensible. Let the commanders in the field 
they'll determine what they need? Yes, with civilian oversight, with policy direction, and with the president ensuring that we're combining what we're doing militarily to what we want to achieve politically in our diplomatic and our economic efforts, all interconnected. Well, that sounds like a, that sounds reasonable to me. That's, that's what President Obama should have been doing the entire time. No, everybody knew that uh, diplomacy wasn't going to work in the era of Obama because he had no leverage because he took the military option off the table immediately. And any military action he took, he had to be dragged kicking and screaming because the situation was going to deteriorate so fast it would have blown back on him and would have revealed how much of a, a panty waste he really was. Uh, there's also this thing that's developed, folks, that Washington, D.C. has just, whenever there's talk of somebody else buying stuff except for the American taxpayer, you know, the D.C. bubble just goes crazy. And we deployed the THAAD missile system into South Korea, into our allies as part of our agreement. We're beefing up our national security there because the guy that the uh, Senator Mc uh, McCain called a crazy fat kid is going a little nuts right now. So Chris Wallace over at Fox News Sunday, a little concerned. President Trump said this week that South Korea should pay for the missile defense system that we have installed there, the THAAD system, $1 billion. Uh, there is a report today that you called your South Korean counterpart and said, no, we're n d d d the old agreement was that we, the United States, pay that billion dollars and we're going to stick by that. Is that true? Well, the, the last thing I would ever do is contradict the President of the United States, you know, but, uh, and that's not what, what, what it was. In fact, uh, what I told our South Korean counterpart is until any renegotiation, that the deal's in place. We'll adhere to our word. But what the president has asked us to do is to look across all of our alliances and, and to have appropriate burden sharing, responsibility sharing. Yeah, and this seems to be rather elementary to me. Uh, our economy has suffered because we just came off of eight years of President Obama. We, we never had a one quarter of 3% a GDP, never one year, certainly, of 3% of GDP growth. First occupier, the Oval Office ever to do that. And then you've got all of these commitments that were entered into when our country was in better shape. So we're, we're trying to upkeep our commitments. But Donald Trump says, look, we can't. We can't be footing the bill. You, if we're going to defend you, you need to pony up something to defend yourself. And a lot of these countries, we know NATO is, is coming through, and I'm sure that South Korea is going to see the wisdom in making sure that some sort of financial kickback is given to the United States for our continued uh, support and, and defense. Because... Check this out, folks. Let me give you the last three years of spending. 2015, courtesy of Republicans and Democrats, $3.8 trillion annual budget. 2016, $3.85 trillion. 2017, projected $4.15 trillion. Increase after increase after increase. We're getting poorer as citizens, and this government's never taken more money out of our paychecks than ever in American history and they still overspend. And that leads us into tomorrow's discussion about this travesty of a budget deal 
uh, from the Republicans. I don't have time to say my traditional goodbye. So right now, folks, I'll just say adieu. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs>